overwhelmed by the amount of work Employer Branding seems to cover. How can anyone have time to get all of this done? I feel like I'm burning out due to all of the wishes and the requests and the expectations my colleagues are heading this way about what I should be doing for them with Employer Branding. We finally started with Employer Branding and I was so excited. After all, I had done quite a bit of work in convincing my boss to get the resources for this. Then, as we finally grouped together and started to work with this, I realized that we are not even on the same page about what Embryo Branding means and what it should mean for our company. What seemed like a really inspirational and professional opportunity for me turned into a, well, a career nightmare. We never got anywhere past the endless cordial argumentation about what we should do. I just realized this is not going to be what I expected. And to be honest, I kind of lost my appetite for employer branding altogether. I was going to do talent marketing to help our hiring challenges and, and a colleague at HR ended up spending the entire small employer brand budget to a new well-being program. I'm not saying well-being is not important, but well-being program is not going to solve our external awareness problems. There's just way too much misinterpretation of what employer branding is. Can you clarify it for me, please? I had just listened to your podcast and learned so much about employer branding. So when I got this new job in HR and the CEO told me employer branding was going to be at the top of the agenda, I could not be happier. After a few months, I realized it was not going to be anything about social media marketing. Our entire staff had no clue what we are about as a workplace. Now I'm kind of clueless what am I supposed to do? Does any of this ring true to you? The wonderful thing is that companies are finally budgeting and resourcing for employee branding, but at the same time, it looks like there are multiple interpretations what they are actually budgeting for. Hi, my name is Susanna Randanen and I teach modern employee branding for aspiring talent marketing professionals who want to build a career in modern employee branding and talent marketing. And in this episode of the Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast, we'll talk about why working with a strategy and a plan in employer branding will help you and your colleagues to stay on the same path in employer brand. between just doing it as in just getting on with ideating and you know posting on social media writing or asking your colleagues to blog about something that you can distribute online uh, and uh, you know creating videos and stuff for for social media you know and then the actual strategic employer branding I mean the difference is huge and I like to use very concrete sorts of everyday examples when I talk about employer branding, like building a house, for example. My husband and I have a huge appetite for all sorts of architect design, renovation, interior design, house building programs on television. And during the 20 years that we have been together, we've seen quite an array of these types of programs, as you can imagine. And what seems to be kind of a common theme in many of the programs where homeowners go about building or renovating their own home without professional help, you know, can you guess what the common theme is? It's the lack of a plan. 
you know, what they do have, obviously, is that idea or the vision in their minds. Uh, but often, you know, the budget that is going to be completely out of sync with that vision. And uh, then many times they just don't really have any proper plans. They don't really sit down and start to plan properly, you know, how, what does it take to get to that vision? What does it take to get that big idea of what they want to, you know, make out of this? How much money does it require? What kind of skills and competences does it require? Do they have it or do they need to hire somebody for it? And, uh, you know, how to spend uh, and even that budget so that, uh, you know, that, that, it, that it's going to last until the end, until that vision comes into reality. What this looks like is that they just, you know, they just get started hammering those walls down and, you know, going into, uh, uh, you know, buy tiles and, 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 and sinks and stuff for their, for their new house. And they kind of make decisions as they go. And every single storyline in those programs is the same. The huge excitement of getting started as soon as possible, then starting to dig down those walls or dig a hole on the ground, then no experience or very little experience on what they actually should do or should not do. And before there are any foundation laid or walls built up, one of them is using the budget for new machines and the other one is picking up those tiles and, you know, curtains for the house somewhere in the future. This leads into spending your budget before you know it. Then comes the day when it all becomes just too overwhelming because, you know, the money is running out. Uh, the, the schedule is, is, you know, extended, everybody's tired, and all they really have is a huge pile of dirt and dust. And then comes the professional builder, obviously, you know, into the picture, ready to console the couple and help them out of their mis misery. And you know what happens here? They sit down and start to talk about the plan. Planning happens here. Now, call yourself a professional if your talent marketing begins with you taking control of it with a plan, because that's what professionals do. They make a plan and then they stick to it and they control that everything is going to go according to the plan. That's how you get that house built up and that's how you get the employer brand that you vision. The most common strategy for employer branding is what I call the ad hoc strategy. And that would be equivalent to the, that couple who, with excitement, go ahead and start hammer, hammering those walls down without a clarity over what they're actually doing and, uh, you know, what all needs to be taken into account, into account to, to, you know, get them that dream house with the budget that they have. Nobody has a limitless budget in this thing. Nobody who's building, well, you know. No, nobody normal has a limitless budget. And, and your company is not going to have a limitless budget for your employer branding either. And you don't want to just go ahead and go and start spending that budget because, you know, you will end up looking silly in front of your boss and having to call for that professional help to come and, you know, clear everything for you and help you to get that plan and start over with a less of a budget that you did when you started. So what you want to do is you want to be that professional help for your boss. You want to take the ownership and the control over your talent marketing decisions. And it begins with, not with having your mindset on employer branding being what your company needs, but assessing 
is it even going to be employer branding or is it going to be some other kind of talent marketing strategy that is going to be the right solution for what your company needs? I mean, I love employer branding, but it's not the right answer for every talent-related problem a company might have. Once you know which strategy is your best tool, then you hold on to your horses like a professional does and make sure that you investigate what needs to be changed with the work you're about to get started with and that you're about to get commit to. The planning phase is just so critical, not just for your own sanity, but for the control and for the ownership and for getting visible and useful results from this work, getting that house built up. You want to get further and past just digging a hole. Understanding why we do employer branding and what are the kinds of problems and challenges that can be solved with employer branding is just key to your planning. Understanding why you might have to choose a a recruitment uh, marketing strategy instead is key to your planning. I know that the word strategy can be pretty overwhelming. I have noticed it can be a foreign subject to a surprisingly many business decision makers in my you know based on my experience i would not assume that your boss is really good with strategies i would not assume that because i've just seen quite you know i've seen people with the you know ceo managing director title and still not really understanding how to work with the strategy i know it can be you know, sounds sound surprising, but it's an unfortunate truth. Uh, another thing about strategies is that, is that they don't need to be that overwhelming. I mean, a strategy is essentially just a tool. Tool is going to help you to do your work. Here my doc is even, Stella is even having opinions about strategies. <laughs> what makes strategies overwhelming are two things in my experience. First of all, not being able to make a firm decision, which leads into your strategy processes, you know, you know, creating a strategy lasting even years. Yes. I once, a long time ago, I once worked with a company uh, in which the management had been working on with the very same business strategy for three years and it wasn't, it wasn't finished and it hadn't been presented to their people yet. They're Employees had been expecting and waiting to hear what what the strategy is for three years. I mean, that must be pretty overwhelming to get yourself wrapped up with the strategy process that doesn't seem to end ever. So you have to, the only way to not get yourself there, not make your strategy work, you know, take months even, is to be able to make a firm decision about what are we trying to solve with this strategy. And then number two, putting the strategy and the plan, you know, between the same cover and back end, that's another reason what makes strategies very overwhelming. It, if you think about a strategy and a plan, obviously you type them into some sort of a document or a presentation. If you're going to put them into, you know, that make them, put the strategy and plan and make it into one document, it's going to span over easily over you know tens or even hundreds of pages i mean i've seen strategies that are 150 to 100 pages long i mean if that isn't overwhelming then what is i mean who is ever in their right mind going to return back to that pile of information and use it for something 
nobody ever. So that's another reason why strategies become overwhelming. Separate them from each other. Strategy, strategy needs to be a different document than a plan. So, you know, not being able to make up your mind about the direction and the goals and then putting the strategy and the plan into a same heft document. Uh, and, uh, you know, those are the two reasons why working with strategy can become really overwhelming. And then a lot of people just quit halfway and then just opt for the ad hoc strategy instead. The best way is to keep your strategy and plan separate. The purpose of a strategy is to outline your intent, what you need to focus on. That's like a set of decisions that you took. These are the focus areas that we decided to, you know, to work with. And then the plan covers those actions in more detail, how to convert that invent, uh, intent, sorry, intent and those goals into reality. How to, you know, how to actually do this. We also know that, uh, you know, it's very smart to iterate your plan uh, in about three to six month cycles based on your progress and what your data tells you. And this is now about talent marketing. Now, if you don't, if you don't get done that for forever reasons, what you planned, you know, during the first for the first three months, then you are not in a position to continue what you planned for the following three months because you're not that far. So you have to kind of redo your plan anyway. So you're going to waste a lot, a lot of time. So that's why it's very important to, you know, focus on the upcoming couple of months and then reiterate if the data tells you that something isn't working. If you're going to make a plan that is immediately sort of set in stone for the next 12 or 24 months, you know, just look outside your window. You know, look at this world. Things are changing rapidly around us all the time. It's very unlikely that a plan that has been set in stone for 12 to 24 months is going to last for 12 to 20 more four months so don't waste your time making your plans too long just you know through them do them for three to six months at a time iterate monitor the data and then update it again that's you know how you do it your strategy needs to stick to that's what you stick to that's your outline for your planning but that's the reason why i you know really strongly recommend separating your strategy from your planning because how you work with these documents is very different so you don't want to like end up putting them into one document in a way that then when you make those changes then your strategy changes every three months as well that's not strategic work so there's a, also a, a question that we get asked a lot uh, which one comes first the budget or some sort of a strategic decision making process for what the budget is needed for now Everyone seems to be scared about the B word, and here, you know, the B word refers to budget. Uh, I always ask uh, from a new prospective client who asks for a quote, what is your budget? And I think maybe one out of 20 or even less has any rough, even like a rough idea. So people are just not talking about budgets a lot. So I want to talk to you about the budget, and I want you to feel confident about talking about money and resources because that's what you need for this work. Now, now which one comes first? Is it the budget or is it a strategy and a plan? And I think that the best way to go about this 
is, uh, you know, in these four steps. First, you start with a problem that needs resolution. Then you discuss a rough annual budget with your boss for that rough understanding of the problem that you are proposing to fix. And once you have, you know, outlined for your problem and outlined for your budget, then ask for quotes uh, how to, you know, plan and create a strategy for this, or then, or then start planning yourself how to resolve this with the resources that you have. And then the fourth is that once you have a realistic strategy in terms of your available resources, only after that start the planning process. So let me go through these with you so, so to get a better idea. So why I propose to start with the problem that needs resolution first is that uh, you need to know what type of a strategy you are talking about, what your company needs in the first place, or if you need a strategy at all. So a strategy is something that you need to make when uh, there is a change process involved. And we know that the change process is something that, you know, takes a longer time to take place. So a strategy is the tool how to, you know, how to get that change, change process to happen. Uh, so uh, when we start with the problem that needs resolution, it doesn't go like, oh, let's just do employer branding without even knowing if that is what will help, you know, to solve that talent-related challenge that we have for our company. Do you know we need to figure out first what is the talent-related problem, the challenge that needs resolving, and then figure out what is the best way to go about it, resolving it. Now, ask yourself questions like: Is it an external challenge or is it an internal challenge? Is it a short-term or is it like a one-off problem? Is it a temporary problem? Is it a little problem or is it a big problem? Is it a change, you know, problem, change-related problem? For example, getting applicants to a training program that you decided to try out for the first time this year is a one-off challenge if it's a challenge at all. So that would not need a strategy. That does not need a change process to resolve that kind of thing. That's more like a tactical task that is going to be solved with a recruitment marketing campaign. But if you repeatedly find your company unable to hire the talent that your business needs, and you have noticed that the competition for the same talent is getting worse all the time, that would be a strategic external problem that needs a change process. What you do now obviously isn't working, so you need to start changing it so that you can resolve this problem. Now, your company might also have an internal problem, internal challenges. For example, that you've recently launched and, and, and uh, uh, introduced a new business strategy, and it's different to what your company has done before. And now you find that your employees are just not understanding what it is. Now, that would be a temporary problem that can be fixed with a communication plan. Doesn't really need a strategy. Just needs a good plan and enough time for that message to be clarified and, and seen in the actions of your people that they understood what the new message is. 
Or if your company is going through a business transformation, you have a new strategy, you also have a new culture because you, uh, you know, because this business transformation completely has changed your product offer, uh, let's say due to the pandemic, which is very typical at this moment, this has impacted how you work, how you sell to your customers. Now, this is a strategic problem, and this is going to require a change in the people's perceptions and their behavior. And in addition to impacting, obviously, many other areas internally, employer branding, at least, you know, the way that I do it with my method, can be used to resolve this kind of requirement for internal change management process. So you can use my method, employer branding in my method, to change the perceptions and help your employees understand the reasons for the business transformation, you can use it to launch a new culture uh, and launch the new way of work uh, in your company. So this would be a, a one way to use uh, employer branding strategically, but this would be an internal problem. So you need to understand first what is the biggest problem, the challenge that your company has in relation to your talents, and then figure out whether you know talent marketing can be used to help resolve that challenge. Then uh, number two, discuss a rough annual budget with your boss. So you have a rough, now you have a rough understanding of the problem, the challenge that needs fixing, and you might have a kind of a rough air idea how you might want to resolve it, whether it's a, a strategy need or whether it's more like a campaign or a temporary sort of a communication plan that needs to be done. Uh, with this rough sort of idea, you need to go to your boss and discuss what would be a rough annual budget that uh, they would be willing to invest for the resolution of this talent problem that you have. Now, what, for this, you need to have some sort of an outline to work with. Uh, there is, uh, you know, obviously your boss is going to ask for it. So you need to prove them that you have thought about this a little but don't go into too many details with your plans because you have no idea whether you're not gonna you're gonna get any budget so there's you're just not in a position yet to know what kind of resources you have available for you because your resources and obviously your strategy and your plan need to be you know in line with each other so once you have that rough annual budget you after that you are in a better positions to start asking quotes uh, uh, for, you know, how to do this, how to how to action this resolution, uh, unless you plan to do it independently and internally. Now, once you have outlined your, you know, plan, how you're going to uh, solve this problem or chosen the plan or the, the way to to uh, to uh, resolve the problem or the challenge, and you have that rough outline for how much money you have available you for you know for an annual period of time. That's when you can start uh, planning in more detail. How are you actually going to resolve that challenge? Do you need in, you know can you do this internally or do you need external help? Then you're going to start with asking quotes for you know whatever you need to be. Uh, using external help. So you need to have a realistic strategy in terms of the time frame, goals, 
and objectives, the number of target audiences you're going to focus this work on, and the realism comes from your available resources. If your annual budget is 10,000 euros, your strategy and or dollars, your strategy and the eventual plan is going to be very different than if your budget is 30,000, 50,000 or 100,000. If your budget is less than 10,000 a year, I'm sure that you can imagine that that makes it uh, less than 1,000 a month for the, you know, solving a problem that you have. So Think about what you can do with less than 1,000 euros or $1,000 a month. If that's what your budget is, that's what you need to work with. So your strategy and your plan need to be in line with your budget. You can't ask for more than you can pay for, whether it's internal or whether you're using external help. Now, with a budget less than 1,000 a month, that would probably go for you know digital marketing costs or producing you know, content, photography, something like that. Uh, everything else you would need to be able to do internally. So you would need to have resources internally for the content that, you, that needs to be created, whether it's the videos, images, uh, audio, whether it's uh, written text, in, as well as resources available for publishing that content, uh, creating advertising campaigns, engaging your audiences to drive traffic, uh, drive your audience towards your goals, to reporting and data analysis. So you don't, you would not have the money to buy this from anybody else. So that that's what you would need to resource then internally. And I'm telling you that this would be a full-time job for more than one person. So you need to be realistic with what you can and what you cannot achieve. And you learn this if you obviously want to become a professional in talent marketing. Of course you will. You just need to have a good mentor or a guy or somebody who can help you as you build your knowledge and your skills uh, so that you eventually can fly with your own wings, right? And then number four, the fourth step. Once you have your strategy that is realistic in terms of of your available resources. Only after that, you can start planning the actions. Now, too many people jump right here. They just start planning the actions. And even worse, they don't even plan anything. They just start to take the actions. Now, that is a sure way of not resulting into any value for your company. That's not professional talent marketing. So if you want to become a professional in talent marketing, you're not going to do that. Just it's really important that you know that is not professional talent marketing at all. That is not going to result into any kind of value for your company. And people who do employer branding, for example, like that, that they're not getting any big budget or any, you know, more resources ever. Nobody is going to want to give resources into activities that, you know, there's no plan, there's no sort of understanding of what you know what the value could look back for the company so that's something really important for you to know so that would be the fourth step you have you know decided and made sure that you have the right strategy or whether you need a strategy at all you've discussed an annual rough uh, budget with your boss uh, then you go about and start defining your you know your strategy based on your budget and only after your strategy is done, 
that's when you start planning the actions. Your strategy and that budget will give you the outline what needs to be or what can be in your action plan. So what needs to get done? Your goals and your objectives. Who need to care and action on your plan? Obviously, your target audience. You need to specify whether it's going to be an external or internal audience. Who are they? How do you get their attention? What are those tactics that you're going to use? And then, you know, what needs to be done for that change process to occur if this is a strategic a strategic plan? Now, what are your messages going to be? What are the calls to action going to be? What is the expected value that is going to be delivered to your target audience? Because if they get value from you, they will pay you back returning value to your company. That's really important that you realize that. Now, that's how working with a strategy and a plan will do wonders for your employer branding or any other talent marketing that you set out to strategically do. If it's a campaign, you should still create a plan. What needs to be done? What are the goals? What does success for this campaign look like? What are the, you know, how are you, you know, what are the messages that you're going to use? How are you, how are you going to use your budget to achieve the best goals that you can with your available resources? But it's really important not to go for that ad hoc strategy because you have no idea what success it should look like. So you don't know what you should measure. And if you don't know what you should measure, you don't know how you're doing. And if you don't know how you're doing, what are you going to answer to your boss? And if you're going to go to your boss, like, I don't know whether this is valuable or not, you know, you can imagine what they're going to think about. So we don't want that for you. What do you think about working strategically? Does it scare you or are you curious? Is it something that you feel like you're ready to sort of learn more? Is it something that you would want to have a good mentor or some kind of an example to learn from in your career? Are you still looking for a coach? Because if you are, I'm proposing myself as your coach. Now, listen, I have a course on talent marketing strategies at Talent Marketing School. So if you are in a situation where you definitely need to understand how to outline your intention and plans for employer branding, how to understand what is what it is to work with the strategy and the plan, how to get started with the strategy and a plan, not just for your own sanity, but also to structure what employer branding will mean for your organization and what it doesn't. And... Uh, if you don't have any experience in working with strategies and don't even know how to get started with the thought process, then you definitely need to get yourself access to Talent Marketing School. If you're completely unfamiliar with Talent Marketing School, let me just give you a really, really short intro. It's an on-demand learning environment. I teach modern talent marketing for people like you who want to up their recruitment marketing and employer branding knowledge and understanding and who want to become you know, more professional in their talent marketing. And access means an annual subscription to Talent Marketing School. And it covers all of the course content and the lessons that are there already and that will be there during your subscription. So not just one course, but a growing library of courses about modern talent marketing. And uh, I will be teaching that modern talent marketing to you based on the magnetic employer branding method that I've developed. And essentially everything you have heard about me talking in this podcast, 
falls under that method. I only ever talk about topics that are connected to building a modern Amboya brand. And the reason why we decided to go, you know, on the subscription base instead of selling independent courses one by one is because my audience describes themselves as lifelong learners. So if you that's something that appeals to you if you are interested in developing your skills and your knowledge, but in your own time, you know, not being rushed into anything. That's, you know, that's why telemarketing school will be really good uh, solution for you as well, because, you know, you have an annual subscription. So you have a whole year time to just, you know, go through the content, what is already there, what comes there, the new content, and just study it in your own time, in your own pace, whenever you want to. And if you're not done, then obviously you can, you know, subscribe for another year. So nobody's rushing you at Talent Marketing School. As long as your subscription is valid, all the content is available for you to learn and to study through and as many times as you want to. Now, as we near the summer 2021 and we're launching Talent Marketing School, there are now two courses available and I'm currently working with the third one. Uh, there's a course called Talent Marketing Strategies. In that course, I teach you what options you have for choosing the right talent marketing strategy. So not just employer branding, but what other options you have and how to make the right choice for your company. That's going to be eight videos, a workbook and a cheat sheet to learn all that. And then for those of you who are working in talent acquisition, but you are unable to do actual employer branding, for you, I designed a six-step process for effective candidate communication. Now, that's talent marketing as well. That will positively impact your employer brand. So you can actually employer brand through candidate communication and creating really good candidate experiences. Yeah. Now, that course includes nine videos, a workbook, and a candidate communication message examples. You can use those as your template or just as an example for you to brainstorm your own. And then there's also an Excel template for project managing your recruitment process because that's really necessary, actually, in this effective candidate communication process. And, you know, getting that course for yourself, you'll know why. And currently I'm working on how to get started with employer branding on social media course. This has been very popular with our clientele uh, when we've, uh, we have finished the version of this, but I'm now uh, translating and updating it into an English version. And that's just the beginning of the course library. You can get all this and everything that isn't there yet with one price, which is currently 495 euros VAT not included for a year. So for the price of one course, you get three now and all the new ones that are going to come there. So I think that's a bargain. Now, go to talentmarketingschool.com to sign up. Uh, and if you're not ready to sign up just yet, sign yourself up on the newsletter to keep you posted. And uh, if you are on our weekly email for this podcast you will get a 15% discount valid for your annual subscription. And this discount you can use until the end of June 2021. Now, how to get it? Go to modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast 74. There's a link forward. modernemployerbrand.com podcast 74. Links forward to all of this. You don't need to remember anything else. That's all for this, ye- this week. This week. This week. 
I'll be back next week again with another episode on building a modern employer brand. Moi moi.